Welcome to Aging is Living, a podcast brought to you by Central Plains Area Agency on Aging, which highlights topics and people who promote purposeful living and positive aging. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Aging is Living podcast. My name is Joe Samaniego, and today I'm joined by Angela Ballman, who is a pharmacist at Ascension in Residency. Thank you so much for joining me today, Angela. Uh, would you like to start off by introducing yourself a little bit and what you do? Sure. It's great to be here. Um, my name is Angela, and I currently am a pharmacist. I've been a pharmacist. This is now my second year of practice, um, and I'm someone who decided to do residency training. So I'm in my second year of training here at Ascension via Christie in Wichita, Kansas, and I like to specialize in diseases such as diabetes and obesity, but I do in commonly encounter a lot of um, patients of the geriatric age and very interested in their health and well-being. So I'm happy to be here today to talk a little bit about that. Awesome. Thank you so much. So what exactly is the role of a pharmacist and how do they uh, interact with the public and older adults? Yes, yeah, so pharmacists basically uh, put are the medication experts of a given healthcare team. We can perform a lot of different roles, whatever role is needed, in order to optimize or make the best use of our medications, use them safely, use them effectively, um, control costs, things like that. So depending on where we're at, um, we try to take responsibility for medication therapies and the outcomes of them. Uh, so in the um, you know community setting where we're most commonly known for, we are responsible for making sure medications that are sent are correct, accurate, and have the best use um, for that patient and then counseling on them and, and making sure also that they're cost-effective and providing access assistance. Um, some might know a pharmacist from being in the hospital, so making sure, again, things are safe, um, things are used appropriately, and that the drug product really gets where it should be. Um, but we also have a huge role in public health, which kind of goes back to the community setting. Um, we do a lot of over-the-counter guidance, um, so perhaps older adults might um, encounter us there when they're asking questions about over-the-counter items, supplements, um, different ailments that they might have, things that kind of are kind of serious that don't require, you know, that trip to the urgent care or to the hospital, but that they want kind of some guidance on. And pharmacists can really be very helpful and knowledgeable um, and very accessible in those kind of areas. Another thing maybe um, we're known for in this public health arena are vaccinations. Um, a lot of vaccinations are given at community pharmacies, given that it's accessible, um, hours are extended, things like that. Um, but aside from all those different areas, you know, we really are huge educators, advocates for patient care. Um, I know a couple of geriatric-specific pharmacists, and that's the area that they specialize in, and making sure that all the things that have to do um, with that stage of life are um, available in the appropriate way when it comes to medications and healthcare access and things like that. So a lot of different things, but always focused on medications. Well, that's all awesome. And that's really important stuff that you're doing. Um, you know, especially nowadays, there's so many different prescriptions and different names and drugs. So I'm sure uh, for a lot of people, it's very easy to get confused. Um, so that guidance, uh, I think it's really important. So thank you for everything that you guys do. Um, why, yeah. why is it especially important to communicate with your pharmacist as, as you do age and get older? I think first and foremost, 
you want to know the person who kind of oversees your medication therapy. Um, you want to know the person who is helping um, your healthcare team make those decisions. Um, they're another sort of provider or practitioner involved in your care. Um, so you have a relationship with them, whether you know it or not. Um, and it's good to know those people and to be able to get them to know you so they can best, you know, align their decisions with them, your wants and needs in, their, in your care. Uh, the other reason I think it's good to communicate with your pharmacist is because, like you mentioned, things get so complex, they get confusing, and you probably have a lot of questions or patients have a lot of questions. And, you know, we want to answer them. We want um, people to feel comfortable with their medications, with their um, with their therapy plans, things like that. You know, if we can answer a question, we want to, uh, particularly if it's going to affect, you know, you taking the medication or stopping it or um, doing different things to it that we may not necessarily recommend. So um, we're always here. We want to provide what information we can provide and give you the guidance based on our experience. Um, and lastly, I think people should communicate with their pharmacists because we live in a day and age where there's a lot of misinformation and there's a lot of changes with medical information. So, yeah, some things could be very misleading, unfortunately. And um, our job is to kind of be one of the guides among the multiple voices that, you know, um, older adults encounter that talk about health, healthcare, medication use, vaccines, things like that. Um, we try to kind of sift through what is misleading and what is true and give the best, um, hopeful, hopefully the best um, information for a patient to make their informed decision. So we try to be trustable, trusted and reliable, but uh, um, I think that's one of the, the most pertinent things in today's day and age um, when it comes to pharmacists helping people. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a very good point. There's a lot of information out there, especially with, you know, the amount of information that's on the internet nowadays. It's hard to tell what's what's right and what's wrong. So to be able to have a professional that can help you sift through all of that, um, I'm sure is greatly appreciated by many. Um, Would you be able to speak to medication use and adherence and management and some of the um, issues that come up uh, in those topics? Yeah, I think medication adherence um, or kind of just following the plan that you and your providers have agreed upon when it comes to your medications is really tough. It's not just um, as you age, but there's a lot of different factors that go into it. But I think of some different things for medication use that older adults would want to incorporate or focus on. Uh, First is organizing everything. You know, usually the medication list gets longer as you get older. Um, Not always, but usually. So writing down the names of the medications that you take, um, how, what the dose or what the amount that you take when you take them, just very basic information to help keep uh, you and your healthcare team on track um, is very important. So kind of call it a, you know, a working active list that you keep updated to make sure um, everyone's on the same page. Um, it likely will change several times, but trying your best to keep it updated is important. Um, and then when it comes down to your day-to-day kind of routines, um, a lot of people really benefit from using a pill organizer or what's called a pill box. Um, I even use one. <laughs> it just helps me organize my day. And it doesn't matter, you know, what age you start using it. It helps people know, oh, I took that dose because my pill slot for that day is empty. Um, it can have a lot of benefits to helping you take your meds when you should and as you should. Um, sometimes too, I have to set reminders for myself or I recommend that my patients set reminders. Oh, I'm supposed to take this medication with dinner or before I go to bed. Um, little timers or reminders or putting the medication in a place that helps you remember it. 
you know, kind of just if there's memory issues, I can very much help, you know, spark a reminder, oh, I need to take that at this time. Um, and then, you know, I think the biggest thing, too, as it comes to older adults is uh, the discussion about Medicare and medication coverage. So many older adults will, you know, be on Medicare once they turn 65, and it's a bit of a learning curve. I've, I've met a lot of people who kind of have to go back to school, so to speak, in terms of learning what what it all means and how they're going to navigate the Medicare um, situation in terms of drug coverage or healthcare coverage. But um, I was able to volunteer as a Medicare insurance counselor when I was in pharmacy school and get to talk to um, older adults about Medicare options, Medicare plans, and, and, you know, answer some of their questions. So if there are local resources where you have Medicare insurance counselors, um, different, um, health departments, things like that, or our senior centers, definitely use them. You know, we are there, we want to help, and they might help you find a better plan that either saves money or gives you more opportunities, um, particularly with uh, healthcare um, prescription, excuse me, prescription drug insurance, particularly with that side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, just to speak to that, um, if you are out there and you're curious about that Medicare counseling that Angela was just talking about, you can call our Aging Disability Resource Center at 855-200-2372 and speak with one of our specialists, and they'd be happy to either give you, get you the information or help set you up with one of those counselors. Yep, and I, I, um, I think that's a little bit, I think, more helpful than asking your friend who might be on Medicare as well. Not that you shouldn't, you know, talk about your experience with others on Medicare and kind of share stories, but sometimes the advice that comes from friends is based on their situation and, you know, their plan, um, but it might not be applicable to yours. So always make sure, and even Medicare.gov is a great resource where you can just double-check information that's been given by friends or family because, like we talked about earlier, misinformation is a... common yeah and not even just misinformation but how often they update um, certain things with medicare Um, it's good to you know stay up to date on all of those new policies Um, so i've had personal experiences with uh, loved ones and they had some adverse reactions by either mixing you know two different prescriptions or maybe taking prescription drug with something that um, turns it into a toxic effect uh what are some things and considerations that we need to be taking as far as it goes with dosing and drug interactions? Yeah, it is very unfortunate any time of drug interaction that occurs, which wasn't talked about or, or prevented earlier on. You know, again, that's one reason that I think pharmacists can be a great relationship to maintain, um, and also we can be a great place to, to catch those. And so drug interactions are more likely to happen with someone on multiple medications or on high-risk medications. So um, the thing I would say first about drug interactions is that um, there are different levels. Um, Some are serious, some are a little bit more watch and wait, and some are kind of not too important. Um, It just depends on the patient. So I think asking the pharmacist or your doctor, what does this interaction mean? What are my actual risks from it and what will happen? Helps the patient make the most informed decision before proceeding with any changes that are recommended or you know, helping them decide how they want to, um, you know, handle that interaction. I've kind of encountered different patients who, um, you know, have a different approach than I would think just after I explained to them what kind of the drug is doing. So having a discussion, what is the interaction? 
Um, and then to get on the preventative side of things, anytime you start something new, like a dietary or over-the-counter supplement, an herbal, a vitamin, just talk to your pharmacist, your uh, prescriber, or your primary care doctor so that they can screen for those interactions and help you know before things get serious or toxic or what have you, help you know what risks you may be taking or you may not be taking, I think. Um, there's always something like a pharmacist in a um, community setting can quickly look up at least between a high-risk medication and an over-the-counter medication if there's an interaction that exists. They may not know your full medication list, but if you're on a med that you were told causes a lot of interactions, you can kind of check at least with a couple of those. Um, the best type of situation would be if you were at your pharmacy, they know your medication list, or you're at your primary doctor, and they know your med list, that would be the best situation. But if you have a kind of concise question, you can always stop by. Um, and ask for pharmacists in that community setting. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, and so it sounds like it's a lot better to, you know, if you even have a question, ask beforehand just so you know that you're not going to be at risk for any of that, um, inter- any of those interactions. Yeah, but yeah, basically kind of getting before the problem and knowing what you might encounter first. Uh, also, I'm, I've noticed some some patients kind of change the dose of their medications on their own. Mm. Um, some some patients are very, you know, seasoned with their, their conditions or with their meds. They really know kind of what it would do to them. But as your medication list changes or as your body changes, you may not always expect a certain outcome that could happen. So I would, similarly with starting a new medication, if you change the dose by yourself, always make sure that it's going to be safe and that it's um, going to work well um, with all of your other meds. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So considering that last month, November, was National Family Caregiver Month, um, what are some of the considerations that caregivers need to take as whenever it comes to prescriptions and communication with uh, the pharmacist for the person that they're caring for? Yeah, I think caregivers play just a huge role in helping us pharmacists, but also the providers know what the patient's taking and maybe what issues need troubleshooting. Uh, kind of like I talked about that active, um, accurate medication list. Um, I think caregivers should have one of those as well or should be constantly monitoring what changes have been made. Um, just basic information. What, are the, what is the drug? What's the dose? And um, when do they take it or what is it used for? Things like that. Um, especially if there's multiple pharmacies, multiple providers, you know, they're kind of trying to coordinate care between several areas. Um, having a, a list of the meds and even a list of the different providers and names that they're written, you know, meds are written by different providers. Um, I think just a one-stop shop for information is extremely helpful for caregivers and for patients. Um, I think that one other thing is just remembering to update it um, every month or every three months. Um, double check, you know, with the pharmacist if you need to, stop by and say, you know, I um um, family member or friend started this new med, but they, they didn't know what the dose was. So I wanted to make sure, so I have it on my list. I give them a call. Um, keeping information up to date and accurate is very important. Um, only other thing I'll say is I've seen some caregivers, you know, use their time, strength, or, or resources, be able to outsource um, one of their, okay, you know, one of their loved ones' um, pill organization uh, management. So there's, um, I can't think of the company, but Amazon has a company. Um, which allows you to um, bundle all of the meds into a daily kind of packet or, you know, if you take meds twice a day, you take two packets a day, um, which are very, you know, nice for helping that kind of work be done by an outside company. 
Um, only thing I would say is, you know, once the change is made and you've already been shipped your medication packet, it can be a lot of work to go in and make that change or take out that med or add that med. Mm. So that's the only downside with there's frequent changes. Those tend to be more work than they're worth. But if you have a very similar type of, you know, medication regimen or you're willing to take a new med outside of that packet, um, I've noticed it can be very helpful for caregivers. Yeah, that sounds really convenient. Um so, Angela, are there any other topics that uh, you'd like to cover or any other advice that you'd give? Uh, my only advice would be, you know, to voice your concerns, voice your questions, you know, talk with your pharmacist, talk with your provider. I think some people are maybe nervous or afraid that they have a dumb question or that they are bothering their provider too much, which, you know, there is a line. But I think most people I encounter have a valid question that I would think of as well. Um, and I would want to have an answer for if it was my loved one, if it was me. So don't be afraid to ask for help, um, you know, with all the different changes that go on as we age, for your be it vision or mobility or just even kind of understanding all the complexities. Um, you know, we want to help. We want to be able to troubleshoot those with you and offer some solutions and maybe give some resources that you might not have thought of. Um, and that goes for family members, friends, um, other members, you know. We want to meet your needs if we can. And like I mentioned earlier, there are even some pharmacists who make that their, their top priority when it comes to uh, clinical care is making sure older adults get the best care that they can. Awesome. Well, that is all great. Thank you so much, Angela, for sharing that information. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. From all of us at Central Plains Area Agency on Aging, Aging is living, and living is a wonderful thing.